This is Shaka Wartspeak. Hey, welcome to Shaka Wartspeak. I am Gareth Blackwell, and I'm here as always with my co-host Ryan Letario. And this week we wanted to talk a little bit about something, um, as, I don't know, I, I mean, I'm kind of excited about this. Um, it's uh, more of just a, I don't know, like a, a recap of some things that were really super awesome about um, our most recent opening. Because I think the the last time we had an opening uh, pre-COVID was like November? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. because we had installed a show yep. and then the shutdown happened yeah, we before had, we could uh, have the opening. Yeah, we had a open. Gosh, yeah, it, our last opening was November or December. No, yeah, yeah, it was, it was first Friday in, of December yeah, into last year. Yeah, so. and then and then that show ran through, and we had like several. Um, that was a dignified show, and we had several kind of like corresponding, mm-hmm. uh, you know, venues and openings and things or things like that. And then it was for preparation for um, uh, Inseca. Yeah, and then and then we got the show up, the main show, and then second show in the second space. Uh, was canceled first, and then yeah. a week later, Insinka was canceled. Yeah, a week before it was supposed to be here. Then COVID, you know the yeah. the shot, the lockdown happened, mm-hmm. and we're off, uh, you know both of us were dealing with pivoting on online <laughs> yeah. with with our work at VCU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this past Friday we had the first opening in nearly a year, mm-hmm. um, and it was fantastic. And we had an amazing show, which was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it will be up for the next few months. So if you haven't seen it, and you're in the area, or if you're close enough to drive to the area, yeah, you should come. Please see let it. us know. It's a fantastic show. It's wonderful. But we had an experience that we haven't had in almost a full year, which mm-hmm. was being in the gallery on a first Friday, opening a show, and having folks come in. And um, we just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about several hundred of, folks. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, yeah. uh, it was a, a better turnout than I figured would happen. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, we just want to spend a little time and talk about kind of like uh, how how we kind of navigated it, some of the things that we did, mm-hmm. but then also just the experience we had for the opening during this kind of strange, weird yes uh, time that we're in right now. Right. Um, so I guess kind of going into it, like maybe we'll just start and kind of go chronologically through it. So um, Ryan, when when you started kind of talking through this show with a few mm-hmm. of the artists, um, what were there any uh, concerns or maybe some like, you know, uh, creaky joints or, or a little rust we had to knock out of the system uh, yeah. with them or for uh, what we were doing with the gallery to kind of get it rolling? Yeah, definitely, man. I think, um, well, what's interesting is I had hesitations for obvious reasons. Yeah. One is is just, you know, everything's been shut down. So what does it mean to come back to get a look at art? Is How, how do you do this? How do you pace it? Yeah. How many people are going to come? Is anybody going to come? Yeah. You know, do you have a show online? Do you, and you know, so those were a swirling amount of questions. Then there was, is it worth the time and effort for the artist to even consider it? So, uh, we had been in the works for a solo show with Chino at some point in the future, mm-hmm. a solo show with Curtis mm-hmm. and a solo show with James. Mm-hmm. So, um, now the nature of some of the guy's work was predicated on like enough time to develop it. If you, if you know the artist, uh, to fill the Shaco art space uh, as a full solo show it takes a decent number of pieces to do right. that and yeah. do it well, right? So um, I think the first thing was, gosh, man, there was just so much to it, and it happened quickly. The benefit was these were longstanding discussions, and, you know, as uh, Chino and Curtis, we've all been friends for over a decade yeah. or longer in some cases. So a lot of conversation had already been happening. We had already been just looking at the, each other's art. Uh, you know, I was seeing up close, uh, through a, 
a text thread that Curtis Chino, Josh Williams, and another uh, part of our team, David David Sprache, we all Sprache, we all have a, a what's called just our painter thread where we just look at each other's art and. You know, and part of that goal, I set that in motion to see these guys spur each other on. Yeah. I felt like they were all vibing in a way where they would uh, start to um, motivate each other in a good way. And so I was watching that unfold on my phone like every day. And um, so I was starting to see like some synergy. And then I had James in the back of my mind because James had inquired about exhibiting with us about a year ago. And, 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 at the time, we didn't have a space open. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd love to show your work. We just don't have, we're blocked in. So we had a couple of things happen. One was Gary Nolan was supposed to show. Mm-hmm. And he, for various reasons, decided he wanted to back out. It was COVID. It was the moment. Yeah. Um, there were several factors. And, you know, shout out to him. He was very gracious and, um, you know, just an amazing artist. And and uh, respect his decision. So like he opened, he literally created the space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had already lost in the show with a uh, show with Joseph Shetler that I hope to regain at some point in the future. So our scheduling was all off. Everything was off, man. And so then it's like, well, how do we get back on schedule um, as far as our annual rhythms go? And uh, the one thing that was interesting is I hesitated about showing on the basis of what was happening around us. Yeah. The artist did not at all. There was no flinch from them. It was oh, like, interesting. Yeah, it was immediate. It was like, yes, let's do this. Yes, it's time. I'm good. I can delay my solo show. I can. Nobody, nobody flinched. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really interesting to me. It's like every at every point that I hesitated or I hesitated with you or we hesitated, there was no flinch from the artist. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, because I mean, I think you know one of one of my biggest concerns was really it was not like. I wanted to be back in the space. Yeah. I wanted to be a part of that thing that had become a, a rhythm in life. I wanted to see the work. I wanted to experience all of that. Um, but I didn't want to have to navigate all of the things that were difficult, the the, the kind of hurdles that we have to get mm-hmm. over and the things yes. we have to do. Because I know that, you know, there's a tendency, uh, there's always a tendency with any of us uh, to, you know, forget something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we're, we're a small volunteer team, so... You know, what if we don't get it just right? Yep. And so I think there was there was a bit of anxiety or stress of just making sure that, like, you know, we had proper signage and we had things to keep people safe in the gallery yeah. and that we yeah. had the numbers uh, in our mind and we had people kind of being vigilant about how many people were there yeah, and what and was going masks. on. And yeah, making sure everybody had their masks on. So it was some of those things that have never been a part of a show before. Yep. And uh, I think it, that's probably a large part of it. Uh, in terms of my experience was that we just hadn't gone through that before. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the first time's always... A little, a little iffy, a little tricky, right? right. Um, you know, but uh, it was, it was kind of nice going through all of that mm-hmm. to really think about, um, and maybe even rethink in some ways, like what is it about a gallery space that makes people feel not just welcome but safe? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, what do we have to do in order to take away everything that's a worry, so that people can come into a space and just enjoy the work that's on the walls, right? And enter into a spot where they can be chill enough to do that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It was just a few more variables this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, uh, I think it was a reprieve for many people. And I think because we were not amped up in fear, yeah. which is not to downplay the severity of COVID, because I certainly have my my angst oh, yeah. about it. It's just to say that in general, our know and be known mantra uh, bears itself out in the way our team is together more like a family. And so we had two shows too. I mean, so we had yeah, an yeah. ominous show across the street from one thing to another to another. And then and then the, the Four Horsemen and the Apocalypse. 
And so there was great synergy across the street from each other in both spaces. So then that also allowed for people to not. So, you know, what, what makes our space great is you can have a lot of people in there and it not feel overwhelmingly packed out because of the right. unique floor plan of our space and the size of the space. And then you throw in the other space across the street, which is equally, you know, its own special place. And, and so people could just kind of keep moving and, and it just created synergy and, and you didn't get a lot of, um, you know, I think people were really respectful of like the distancing part. I didn't have to see a single person not wear a mask. Yeah, which I was right. kind of amazed by. We didn't like have really to ask good. anybody. We didn't have too. to ask anybody. We had communicated that on the front end. And so what we were left with was initially for me was some of the oddity of being around people. I was, <laughs> I was existential like, whoa, is this people are in here? And it just, it hit at six o'clock and it never stopped. Yeah, it's true. I've never seen that before. Yeah. I mean, we even had people, I mean, it was strange. Uh, the first show that I've been a part of where like before it started, there were people coming were just in like, Hey, we are here for the show. And it's like, well, you know, we're 20 minutes off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Normally we're waiting yeah. till seven, even though we start at six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, uh, it was, but it was really nice to see how excited people were to step into the space. Yes. Um, you know, and I think that there's been a, a benefit as well that we've, uh, we've been living alongside, uh, a lot of these measures for a while sure. that, you know, it wasn't, you know, if we tried to do something like this in March, there probably wouldn't allow been a lot more fighting of like, Hey, you gotta oh, have the mask yeah. on. Hey, you need to step out. You can't be in this oh, space yeah. if you're not yeah, doing this, yeah. but yeah. you know, we've, we've, we've gotten used to it. It's, yeah. uh, it's become something that, um, you know, Nobody was sitting there trying to fight it. No. Um, yeah, the energy was electric. I mean, I think some of that has to do with the the singularity of the show itself, the topic, the oh, artist. Definitely. Um, you know, we had some curators come through, and you know, one from the Anderson Gallery, it's just uh, Wes or Chase Westfall, uh, said that he hadn't seen anything like this in Richmond mm. since, um, just as far as community and energy since COVID. He's like, there's nothing like this. And he's runs his own space and he wasn't seeing that in his own space. I go back to that in some ways being attributed to the, uh, the, the sub focus of, of what it means to know and be known by each other. Like we've been doing so much work at the ground level of, of, um, uh, you know, accessibility and, you know, what some would call inclusivity. I mean, I, 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 there's different ways I think we can talk about that, but, the idea that everyone is welcome, mm-hmm. everybody matters, everybody's valuable, and the starting assumption is that um, we can be charitable with each other as far as how we enter the, into the quality and the depth of a conversation or a friendship. Right. And there's not certain contingencies placed on that that isolates people from each other, so ideally. And so I think we've been working at that for so long that I think it was surprising to see that that actually came through as a a kind of atmospheric effect to the the show. Like people actually are um, rightly assuming they can. Yeah. Yeah. Rightly assuming that like, so like people that listen to the podcast or it's like friends, all the community, we have an amazing team. And so all of that, including like the artists are a part of our, our, you know, a lot, three of the artists are all dear friends, like meeting long-term friends and James is becoming a dear friend. And so, um, that level of community is infectious. Yeah. Yeah. It mitigates. Definitely. So it mitigates a certain level of fear and creates a space of reprieve, mm-hmm. which then allows for the work to work. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to see it to our surprise. I mean, I think because like, you know, like I honestly did not know what to expect. 
Yeah, I mean, I think at one point we had said something where it's like, we could have six people show up, we could mm. have 600 show up, yeah. and we wouldn't be surprised by either, you know, because we, uh, we're not totally sure, but there were um, there were two things uh, that kind of came across to me during the night of the opening. One is there was an artist who's been to our shows for years, uh, and I was talking with him, and he said, you know, I've never seen this space feel, like, I've never seen this space activated the way it is with his art. Mm-hmm. And like I've never seen this space feel so bright because of what's on the walls, mm-hmm. which is is saying a lot. Because if you look back at the shows we've had, yeah. we've had some very vibrant work. Totally. I mean, we've had things that definitely have, you know, tangibly changed how the space yes, feels 100%. because of what's on the walls. Um, and so there, there felt like there was something more. But it also felt like, um, I mean, just to be frank, it, it, the the whole night felt like a really fun party. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of party where like it, nobody was coming in feeling like they weren't like. It felt like everybody knew somebody there at yeah, some point. It was, yeah, it was it very felt like exciting. people were sharing in it. There, yeah. It really was like the joy where like the walls and the art hanging on them became like this environment where yep. you could just have a fantastic interplay of all kinds of different people yep. in a space. Great conversations. Was, dude, it was so like, I mean, like I was so encouraged by it because, yeah. you know, I... You know, I felt like, hey, if it's if it's you and me hanging out for three hours with like two people coming through, you know, at least we'll have a good conversation. Yep. But it was three hundred people yeah. rolling through this yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. having no problem hanging yeah. out, being joyful. Yeah, I don't um, think I had a moment where I wasn't talking to someone. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a gauntlet. all walks of life. And I think Chino said it. He's like, what blew his mind was how diverse the crowd was. Yeah, I mean, like diverse, diverse. I don't mean a cross section of of diversity. I mean like people that you wouldn't expect in a gallery ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, there were people there was, I'd seen for the first time in the gallery Yeah, that I'd never a, seen before. Yeah, really, I mean, you know, from very, very, you know, on all sides of the spectrum, I guess you want to say, like, you know, you might have had some very conservative folks out and some very, very progressive folks out and some very old, old older folks and some very, I mean, it was just really, really um, extremely di- diverse. Yeah, we had, I mean, interesting. it was... At one point, somebody asked me because um, we were, you know, had to keep track of numbers mm-hmm. to make sure that we had the right numbers in the gallery while we were open. Um, and they said, "Oh, are you are you counting kids?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm counting kids." Yeah, um, you know. But it was one of those things where you know we, I think we had more people under the age of ten come out to the show than any other I've seen. Yeah, it was super interesting. You, you know? know, and some of yeah. that might just be you know, maybe people aren't able to get babysitters as easy now yeah, or something right. like that's that. That's right. That's but, a great point. But also it was, it was just nice to see like, you know, these families or like uh, somebody with their kid just kind of like coming through and looking at this and yeah. just experiencing it, you know, and just sharing that um, was really fantastic to me. But then also, you know, you had like, you know, people that were, you know, family members of some of the artists you had, um, you know, older couples, you had younger couples, you had groups of people from school, you mm-hmm. had, you know, whatever it was. Um, it was just beautiful to see, um, especially in light of the fact that we just haven't been able to experience yeah, that in the last like, few it's months. Been time and Richmond's been dead, and as are most cities, and in, in, you know, in certain ways, depending on you know how how COVID's affected you. And yeah, it's got me thinking a lot. Like, what you know, what does the future look like? But I think it was a great testament to like the just the the diligence of the work that I don't know, like. I'm not saying this in like in a self congratulatory kind of way. It's sort of like oh sometimes what you say you believe you don't fully believe enough to not be surprised by the fruit of it. So you're kind of like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's right. Like we, we actually have been sort of working this way. This is, this isn't just happening quickly. It's, it's also, it's happening quickly because of how deep the friendships have, have, uh, 
matured over the years and been yeah. and built over the years to, to, to be able to move quickly under these circumstances. I don't know if we could have pulled this off um, with just anybody. And, I, you know, even like I had people that came out and they're like, I'm coming out because this show is for African-American men. Yeah. And I've not seen that before. And right. I feel like it's important to be here to see that. And, and I think what people found was that that as a kind of fact is important. But then these are all highly unique individual artists right. with, yeah, yeah. with individualized work. And the work is, is good, period. It's it good, period. And I think it's, it's also important to note, um, you know, like kind of going back to your point about how the artists were never like they weren't the ones to kind of pump the brakes. But they were very much like, yes, let's do it. Let's yep. push the accelerator on this. I think one of the things that's really uh, good to take note of as well is that uh, I don't know the exact percentage, but a large portion of the art on those walls right now has been done in the last year. Yes. Like this isn't, it's not like, oh, I've been building up this, this collection over the last five years. It's, this is stuff that they've been working the last six months. Yeah. I've been working diligently in the last six months during, I mean, so not to get into that, maybe we'll have it on the website somewhere or something else. I mean, we're making a catalog for the show and it'll have essays by both of us and maybe some others. We're, we're still working on finalizing that. But like in the essay that I wrote, that's one of the things that I tried to highlight is like, like these are people that have hope you know, yeah. working in the midst of difficulty with the expectation that there will be eyes to see what they're doing for the mattering of the future or in the present. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's like not, it's like, it's not manufactured or microwavable hope where you're like, you signify it. You're just like, oh, here's a sign and it's telling you to be hopeful. It's like, no, this actually took time that these artists took the time to do it. Yeah. And, and we all know what kind of time we've been in. Mm, and that's the truth. Right. So nobody, mo- anybody with their eyes open knows what kind of time we've been going through. And you, that's the context for which this work is emerging. And that's part of the thesis of the show. Um, that's why the show matters in many ways is that this is an example of what we need to be, uh, both in terms of how we deal with what's most immediate to us, but also how much life is, uh, requires tending to mm-hmm. and how much that requires a kind of hopeful, yeah, hopeful step forward. And who better to g- tell you that than these four artists, yeah, who better definitely. to show you that than these four artists. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, um, it's great. You know, we've talked a lot about the generative nature of art and how, um, you know, like the, the best, uh, kind of utility of art is to beget other art. Right. Um, yeah. And that's, uh, I think hugely important. Um, but I think it's, uh, it's, it's also great because you can probably shed a little bit light on this uh, as well. You were talking about your kind of text thread of just painters or whatever, mm-hmm. but, uh, at some point these artists started really talking to each other prior to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I just kind of wonder personally, like, like how that conversation went and if this was something that actually kind of spurred them on. Cause I feel like there was a point, uh, a few months before the show where I just started to hear of like how prolific some of the output was becoming. Yeah. Where folks yeah. were like, I'm, you know, they were almost yeah. making paintings and, and collages almost quicker and easier. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that has something to do with that kind of small uh, community that was generated prior yeah. to the show. Yeah, I definitely. Um, I definitely felt that by talking to each individually that the overlap was apparent. Okay, so I mean to backtrack, if we if we cook if we conflate solitary and personal, mm-hmm. there's a danger in that. 
So what I mean by that is if you say art is a solitary endeavor, that's a truism that may or may not be the case. Yeah. Um, sometimes that truism is established so heavily that the counter is a, a autonomous evisceration or an evisceration of your autonomy and you're left in a, in a, um, a white, like a kind of like a, a very, very strong collective. Mm -hmm. And so it's very communal. It's almost ritualistic. You know, it's like, um, and some practices require an extreme communal approach. Yeah. So like there's like huge firings for kilns and, and ceramics or certain communities where it's utterly, um, emphasized as a collective effort. Right. Sometimes those get played off of each other and, you know, and I, and I don't want to throw either out, but w when it comes to painters, oftentimes it's really strongly put forward that it says it is a, it's an imperative. It's a solitary, uh, endeavor. And I would say that you are the one doing the physical work, but it doesn't have to be utterly solitary to validate the work. Yeah. It can be deeply personal while being deeply communal. And what I found, which is what art history is loaded with, we just narrate these phenomena, these facts a certain way, we highlight the individual, the heroic painter or whatever, is that each of these artists um, kind of like needed each other and needed to see and hear from each other in order to actually answer the questions they were asking me. Like, as like, it could just come from me or it can, it can, it can, they can be empowered by what they have to offer each other. That's yeah. the know and be known thing. It's like, sometimes a person has to realize that some of the way that the questions are answered comes through the way they are answering questions uh, to other people. Like you have to be asked questions as much as uh, asking questions. You have to be answering questions as much as you're, um, you're asking them and vice versa. That makes sense. Yeah. But also just, you just need to see the diligence of each other so that you're like, Oh yeah, we're, we're, there's something more we're working towards. This isn't just me alone, isolated. Mm -hmm. So that, um, was like a, a hypothesis. Will will these spur each other on? So as the text thread wore on, I would just pull back and not answer or say much, yeah, and let it rest on, rest on the other guys. And sometimes I wouldn't say anything at all, and I haven't. And it's like before you know it, man, like they were um, inspiring each other. Like you were really like tangibly being inspired by each other, conversating, and like then you're like, okay, it's there. You can see it because I've I've um, kind of hoped and desire to see um as an aside i felt like there was a thing with painting that is plausibly potentially the case here in richmond but you want to have the people that really want to make that happen and i think you know we're in the the preliminary stages of what i think i mean i'm try i'm hesitant to say this but i think that's happening yeah, well, and I've expected it for a while and I've tried to till the soil for a long while. Um, and I think this was the first fruits of that. Um, and I think the guys agree. I think everybody feels that. And um, I also want to add that I think there's something about working towards goals together Yeah, that is motivating. And I, you know, I just think you can't get away from it. Like I think the goal of the exhibition and the meaning and importance of it it just came together. It's just all the yeah. stuff came together in, in a kind of miraculous way. I think, I think that's definitely the, the case. Cause, uh, you know, from, I think, uh, every one of the artists as they were bringing in work the night we did the placing and the hanging, um, they all at one point or another mentioned at least one of the artists and how many pieces that other artist was bringing. Yeah. 
And so I think that there was even a, like a camaraderie that was growing in that because I think um, our initial count of pieces was off by a lot from what came in. Yeah, everybody, and, you know, and hey, I, yeah. I don't have any problem. I'm completely I thankful Josh, for that. Yeah, Josh Williams made a piece like the night before. He was like, I'm done. And then just the motivation <laughs> yeah. was lingering. He finished another piece. But it was um, really kind of cool to hear that because I yeah. there it didn't feel like there there wasn't a competition there, but no. it did feel like it was yeah. kind of a um, like 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 if you're you know doing any sort of team activity, we're like, oh, I, I can step do a little game better up. too. Yeah, everybody stepped their game up, and everybody was like pushing each other in a beautiful way. And like what I love too is you have James Williams, who's instructor, professor, um, and he's taught in North Carolina. He's, he's in Virginia Beach. He's a professional. He's out of done his MFA work. He's you know you have Chino who's uh, done so many different kinds of things is known all over the world and mm-hmm. uh, recent recent MFA graduate design. Um, you know, Curtis is is you know uh, entering in a different level of his his the stage of his career was first kind of bigger bigger show. Um, but he's done some stuff with us. I mean, Chino and Curtis have shown with us many years ago when we first got started. So like they're old school. They're part of the foundation of this. Like. So yeah. it also was really personally like gratifying and beautiful to see the maturation of both of them over the course of a decade. Um, Josh is a designer and has done illustration work, and is this was his first time with a foray into abstraction and in more of a fine art or contemporary art. Lane's his first time ever showing, and yeah. so it's this beautiful diversity of experience and age and um, and manner of making that came together remarkably well. Like they're mm-hmm. totally different studio practices as far as what outwardly appears with these interesting threads underneath that I think, you know, you brought it up earlier. Um, we're confounding people, but I just love seeing, I mean, one of the things about Shaco art space that's baked into our mission has been to not allow for the hierarchies to rule the day the way that they sometimes do. Yeah. Yeah. And so like we had some uh, ominous phenomenal across the street, phenomenal show right here in in our studios, recent grad, just out of, just out of undergrad. Mm -hmm. And we've done it in the past with like, um, Ashlyn Browning and, um, uh, Natalie and, and Sam, Sam was like a senior in her BFA with a couple variously staggered professionals. Like I've always wanted to, to collapse those categories Mm -hmm. when, the work is the work and the people are good. That stuff to me becomes irrelevant. And we've, we've always sought to find those opportunities to really maximize and display this so that people can feel empowered, yeah. can feel inspired. And so, um, in a, in a way that has to do with the quality of who they are and the work they make, not necessarily predicated on like what, you know, supposed life stage they're at or like whether you got the right degree or, you know, you've been affirmed by the right people. And so, um, that show also just felt, really good knowing that there is nobody batted an eye at the fact that say um, one person is a university instructor and the other is um, had global experience. And then the others have, you know, limited experience or no experience. Like there was no discrepancy there. Yeah. And when you walk into the space, you'd never know it. No, you wouldn't. You would never know it. And it was also super encouraging that like you didn't get any of that feeling from the artists either. Nope. There, w- there was no delineation. Yeah. Right. There was no like, oh, I'm legitimate. You're not. Or, I'm not legitimate. You are. Um, I think one of my my favorite moments of the install night, which, you know, install nights can be not favorite moments. Yes. But this was a fantastic install. Um, it's just a really kind of joyful time in a lot of ways. But what I loved seeing was these. this was a group of guys who had been obviously talking about their work 
and kind of sharing some images back and forth at times of different things. Um, but hadn't seen it. Yeah, in person. Yeah. And so as people were bringing things in, like different artists were like, oh, yeah, that's that piece. Oh, that turned out so much better than, oh, did you think about this? Oh, yeah. you were worried about that? And yeah. it was this fantastic dialogue that was hugely encouraging and supporting and really building up um, that I, I really feel like, you know, even just that, just that relational structure that was there where mm-hmm. they could share set the tone for so many things with the show yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, you know, it could have gone a number of different ways, but I feel like that set the tone for, you know, how install went and how yep. the pieces were placed, which set the tone for how opening happened and how yes. the just whole environment of everything was. Um, it wasn't, it was, it was understanding that there was uh, this beautiful, amazing art that was the result of the people who made it mm-hmm. and those people were actually benefiting from the other people around That's them, right. which yeah, yeah, then yeah. influenced and impacted the art they were making. I mean, it's yeah. just so many things about it that like just stepping back was just like, this is a great night. Yeah. 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 Despite all the things that we weren't quite sure about or totally. how to do or totally. how to navigate it, it was a fantastic night. And, uh, you know, it's a beautiful show that, um, I mean, I'd love to do another opening for it. Honestly. Yeah, I think we. I think we will. I think. Well, I. You know, I think we should with the the release of our book. Yeah, definitely. The show. I think. I think. Um, so I definitely think we will. I mean, this show is going to stay up for a bit um, as we kind of continue to align things with the future. But yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that's special, in a in a kind of magical, mystical way. Like it, it just yeah. came like down to the promotion stuff. Like everything about the show clicked. Yeah in a way where you're like, yeah, that didn't have to do that. Didn't have to click that way. And it mm-hmm. just, it just did, um, you know, as an aside, I feel like, you know, it might be good to also, um, you know, like this in the midst of great struggle and difficulty too. uh, Chino's father, uh, uh, Dr. Emmanuel, uh, Amomi passed away the day we were installing. Yeah. And so just, you know, tomorrow is, um, which will have been for our listeners, you know, two days ago, uh, will be his like, you know, burial and memorial service. And so, you know, there's a heavy heart with it too. So it was interesting, you know, I had found this, I found the same day that my grandfather passed on the, so like there was a kind of heaviness, yeah. um, which tested what you're talking about Yeah, for yeah. me personally, at least it, it, it puts a test and I know it had to, I know it's had to have done that for Chino. I know it's, it's just hard to console loss like that. It's not to strip away the the positivity of the conversation, but I think it is just worth acknowledging that like um, this happened in the in the midst of some suffering, great difficulty that uh, yeah. uh, wasn't fully understood or could be seen, and um, and so there's a uh, a admixture of bitter bitter sweetness to it, but um, which speaks to something about what it means to know and be known by each other that there's a way that we bear each other's burdens and lift each other through mm-hmm. difficulty. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't just like out there somewhere. It was like right there in the, the context of the night, which in deepens the the profundity or beauty of um, the relationships you're talking about on, yeah. on the night of like an install night. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think it's, it's maybe kind of weird that we would be talking about this, but I think it's a it's to try to give a, a window into a, like a night or a, an event or an occasion to kind of say like how many times are exhibitions so pragmatic that the relationships are negotiated and cut off mm-hmm. where it's the utility of getting it done. You know, it's the negotiating of the egos of the the gallery director and, you know, the artist and 
the contracts and like so much of that eviscerates the humanity of the experience and what it actually ought to be for. You know what I'm saying? No, and totally. So, yeah. So I feel like that hits home for me as why this was so special is like, it, it's about the humanization. Like we've talked about in the past, like we work towards the coming together of things or the tearing apart of things. And the kinds of coming together that I think we saw here, as far as the relationships, the feelings, um, it was working to overcome and help persist through real difficulty and challenge, both personally, but also uh, socially. And it's a, it's a microcosm yeah. of what uh, people can be like towards each other in, in the most diverse opinions. Yeah. Well, um, I think, you know, more than once on the night of the opening, um, I had somebody come up to me and say, thank you for doing this. It's so good to be in a gallery looking at art with yeah. other people. Yeah. Like, I've missed this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, just, just for like a brief moment, it felt like for some of the folks, there was a, a there was a weight lifted. Yep. There was a, there was a normalcy. They felt like a comeback, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, you know, masks and hand sanitizer yeah. and social distancing all there at the same time. But, but they were just kind of saying, you know, like I, I needed this. And somebody even told me <laughs> during the night, they're like, I didn't, I didn't actually realize how much I missed this. Yeah. Like how much I've needed to have a night like this yep. where I can be well, around I, other people. I would say the. Yeah, I would say that like the narratives that were being exposed to in a polarized election year, you know, a month out or less than a month out now from the election, there's a a lack of wonder and awe and we're disenchanted with this world to such an and ourselves to such an extent that it's mostly all a downer. Yeah. And so I think even the idea, even the the flicker of like wonder the flicker of hope, the the re-enchanting um, engagement, if you will, that a show or a nature walk or good friends, a good meal, like there's many things that can elicit this in us, um, awaken this part of ourselves. And it's like if we're fighting, if if that's not at the center of what we're fighting for, then we're missing it completely. Yeah. Um, and so um, there's a lot of anger right now, you know. And I get it. I'm not I'm not here to tell people otherwise, but um, the fatigue that sets in from and the exa- uh, the exhaustion from fear and anger is so catastrophic. Yeah, and so um, yeah, I think you know what I guess you know what was interesting that I'll think about for quite some time. I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot. Is um, like what do we learn from it? You know, from the show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, is there is there carryover? Is there more work that we have to do in the way we cultivate a cultural milieu or an ecosystem that? Um, benefits and enriches and serves people like those are questions that i'm re- revisiting on since COVID hit you know because yeah. i thought we were maybe we've lost some things and i thought we would lose more and now that's all up in the air and we'll see but you know and and, and it's difficult to uh uh bring hope to bear in, in in the midst of people when you recognize how hard everything is yeah and so it's like what does hope look like when it actually has to contend with difficulty like not hope when there is no difficulty. Right. That's not yes. really the best kind. I, I mean, that's hope untested, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how do we suffer? Well, how do we, I, I don't know. Those are interesting questions And the night. You know, it really did uh, capture something. It did. Yeah, it really did. It's not just hyperbole because of we're talking about a show we did or something like that. I mean, it kind of more mysterious than that. Yeah. Bigger than 
you know, more meaningful than just whatever you and I could put together. Or mm-hmm. um, so, I, I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot to think about in it. But I think it's, you know, that's the other thing, right? So the conversation is supposed to be create a conversation. Yeah. Or the show is supposed to create a conversation that can lead to more conversation, um, and kind of uh, move people out of such a polarized field. Um, draw people towards each other, not further away, right? Mm-hmm. So um, step one did that to the extent that it did. Yeah. And then we're going to be looking at this book and you know possibly a video, four-part video series with a talk with the artist. So we'll see how we can take this further into a, like, and that would probably be like more of a vodcast, like a foray into um, sort of a video mm-hmm. kind of combo with Shaka Artspeak. And we'll, we'll kind of look at what kind of conversations we get with the artists. We've already had Chino on, our second episode, maybe. Yeah, the audio is pretty bad on that one. We were, we were. Yeah, um, please go back and listen to it. If you but want go to go back and listen to it. It's still <laughs> worth listening to. Um, we've had we just had Curtis on recently, mm-hmm. and um, which is kind of fun to think about. And um, we haven't had Josh on yet, but we probably will at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, James as well. We'll see. Um, but this vodcast kind of thing, I think, could. It might be it just it's just going to be interesting to see where these guys are at post the show, yeah, and what kind of thoughts they have about the moment we're in and where things are headed. What does it mean to be making art right now? Like you know, to your point, like mm-hmm. they're doing this over the last eight months, especially you yeah. know, yeah. like really going in, and uh, it makes me wonder how many other people have actually taken that approach. So like, what kinds of what kinds of seeds are they they planting that'll actually sprout fruit in in the upcoming year or two? It'd be um, fantastic to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyhow. Yeah, so it's just been, I mean, it's been kind of nice to reminisce over last week and what, yeah. what it was and just kind of talk through some of the things that we experienced and uh, went through. Um, you know, and we're looking forward to more of this in the future. We're looking forward yep. to a whole lot more openings and First Fridays and things like that happening because uh, we really did miss them. And it was good to have it back for just a little brief moment. Um, and hey, so, if, if someone wants to get one of the books, how can they do that? Yeah, there's going to be a link uh, on our exhibition page. Uh, it'll be up there. There'll be some links in the show notes for you to go ahead and do that. Um, so you can check that out. You know, as always, we're on Patreon. You can uh, you know support us there as well. Um, and if you'd like to come see the show, uh, please you know shoot us an email at info at shockwarspace.com. We can uh, work with you to set something up. You know, because of everything going on right now and the restrictions, we're not having open gallery hours mm-hmm. um, just for the safety and well-being of everybody involved. Um, but we can set up a private uh, walkthrough, uh, you know, at a certain yep. time, make sure the schedules work and things align. Uh, so please let us know. As always, we, uh, we love you all. You're a fantastic audience. And we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.